How are you all doing today, um, Covenant Life? Are you all doing good today? Yes, you're good. Okay, excellent. So it is definitely a pleasure for my wife, Keisha, and I to be here today. Um, and we don't take it lightly, first of all, that Pastor Aiden has invited us not one time, not two times, but now a third time. Because here's what I know from the short time that I've had to get to know him. I do know that he cares about the body of Christ and about this church and the members and visitors. And so I do know that he tries to be intentional or is intentional about who gets up in front of the flock, uh, because it's a flock that he's responsible for and that he's going to have to answer to God for. So I just thank you for being here. Now, that said, I'm going to just go ahead and hop into the word here because you all are here and you didn't come to hear me speak about pleasantries. Um, So I'm just going to go ahead and hop into it. And I want to talk to you all today about the original NIL, the original NIL. Now, if you don't know what NIL is, in July 2021, the NCAA enacted NIL to allow student athletes to capitalize on the use of their own name, image and likeness, their own name, image and likeness. Now, this was both a controversial and a monumental move as it allowed college athletes to start to get paid by companies that were making money off of them. Now, NIL allows college athletes to make anywhere from a few hundred dollars to show up and uh, sign some autographs. Right. All the way to making millions of dollars on a multi-year contract. So, for example, Bryce Young, who was currently the quarterback of the Alabama Crimson Tide. I don't know if I have any Tide fans in here, Um, but he get this. Now he's in college, but he gets three point two million dollars in NIL deals right now. How about Olivia Dunn? So she is a gymnast at LSU. She's a gymnast and she has $2.3 million in NIL deals. Now, it wouldn't be right if I didn't talk about some people from Minnesota. So I'm sure the name Suni Lee rings a bell, right? The Olympic gold medalist from St. Paul. So Suni Lee attends Auburn and she has $1.5 million in NIL deals. And then if any of you follow high school basketball here, the name Paige Beckers should ring a bell. Uh, She played basketball at Hopkins High School. Now she plays for the Huskies at UConn, and she has almost a million dollars in NIL deals. Now, as amazing as NIL is, um, I thought that we would focus on it from the perspective of God's NIL deal for us, because in the NCAA, NIL has changed the way the colleges recruit the way that companies advertise and even the way that student athletes select which colleges they will attend. But for us with God's NIL, if we know it and we understand it, then it will have a massive impact on the way that we live. So that being said, we're going to look at God's NIL deal for his children. So coming from the text, first John three, one through three, and it reads as follows. See what kind of love the father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Verse two, beloved, we are God's children now and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. Verse three and everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. Most gracious God, thank you for the opportunity to be here amongst my brothers and sisters, your children and your creation, God. 
And in this short time, Lord, I pray that you would just take this one sermon and, t- and cut it up and customize it so that each of us gets what we need from it to be challenged, to be comforted, and to go out from this place as better followers of Christ. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Now, in today's text, the Apostle John is writing his audience to do three things. One, he wants to encourage them in their present situation. He wants to give them hope for the future, but he also wants to give them a warning of the world that they reside in. And he does this primarily by talking about God's NIL deal for them. Now, in the NCAA, NIL again stands for name, image, likeness. But for purposes of today's text, NIL stands for God's name the promised image of Christ and God's amazing love. Now, normally I would start at the top, right, with the N, but I'm going to start with the L at the bottom. Why? Because God's amazing love is the whole thing that sets this up for us. So in verse 1, John writes, See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. Now the word see translated in Greek is ado. Ado, and it means to perceive, to ascertain, or to examine. So John is saying, come and examine God's love and try to understand just how great his love for us is. You see, God's love is superior, and it's a wonder that God loves sinners like you and like myself. Now, I know what some of y'all are thinking. You're saying, Sammy, you might be sinful, and you might you know, have a sin nature, but I don't. Okay, so let's look at the word and see what the word says. First of all, Psalm 55 one says this. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. So watch this. As cute as babies are, and all of us were babies at one time, and there are plenty of babies around now, right? But as cute as babies are, you don't have to teach a baby to be selfish, A baby comes out of the womb and when it's hungry, when it needs to have its diaper changed, when it needs to be burped, it cries until it gets the attention it wants and and it will cry, cry, cry and not stop until it gets the attention that it wants. Right. But then even with little children, you don't have to teach a little child to lie. You don't have to teach a little child to not steal. If a little child sees something that he or she wants, they will go and take it. And then when you question them about it, if they don't want to get in trouble, they'll like, like, I didn't take it. I didn't do that. And you sat right there and you saw them do it. So look, even as babies and children have sinful natures, we all have a sin nature that we have to deal with. Right. But watch this. John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And then Romans 5.8 says this, But God shows his love for us, and that while we were, what? Still sinners, Christ died for us. So watch this. All of us have a sin nature because of our great, 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 great grandparents, Adam and Eve. Well, probably further than that, but you get the idea, right? So we have that sin nature, right? However, God loves us so much that he sent Jesus Christ to die for us. In fact, I love the way that Donald Burdick says it. He says it this way. God loves the sinner, not because he is drawn to him by his lovableness, but because in spite of man's unloveliness, God sets his mind and will on seeking man's highest good that is what is amazing about God's love so in the text here 
John is trying to get us to just reflect on and think about, come and examine just how great God's love is. You see, God's love is incomprehensible. In fact, God's love doesn't make sense from a human logic standpoint, from a human logic standpoint. But that's why I'm grateful for Isaiah 55, 8 through 9, which says this. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So watch this. Even though we can't fully understand and comprehend the love of God, he still loves us and embraces us so that we can be a part of his family forever once we receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Now, that brings me to the end, because talking about family, remember, the end is God gives us his name. So what does that mean? Here's what it means. So first of all, notice how John uses the term father and not God in verse one. He says, see what kind of love the father has given to us that we should be called children of God. Now, the use of the word father here is both intentional and significant. It's intentional and significant. Uh, in fact, because God adopts us into his family and we are afforded all the rights and privileges of being a member of God's family. In fact, Ephesians 1, 4, 5 says it this way. Watch this. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. And to the ladies in the room, don't don't worry, because that word sons includes male and female. So watch this. So before God created the world, he had already determined that he would adopt into his family every person who receives Christ as Lord and Savior. Now, let's talk about adoption for a second, because whenever a family adopts a child, that family must, by law, provide certain rights and privileges to the adopted child within their family. Meaning, by law, parents cannot provide less for their adopted children than they do for their biological children. In fact, watch this. Um, if a family adopts a child and they already have biological children, then in the state of Minnesota, watch this, Minnesota law. Here's the law. 260 C is in Charlie dot 635. It requires that as soon as the adoption process is finalized, that child is eligible for the same type of inheritance that the biological children get. Think about that. In Minnesota, Minnesota law requires that when the family adopts a child, the adopted children are eligible for the same type of inheritance as the biological children. Now, brothers and sisters, if mankind, as evil and corrupt as we are, if we require adopted families to provide certain rights and privileges to their adopted children, how much more can we be at peace that God gives us rights and privileges once we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior? In fact, in Matthew 7, 11, Jesus says it this way. Watch this. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? So, y'all, we can rest assured that God gives us his name, but with his name come the rights and privileges of being part of his family. Now, 
One of those rights is actually the promised image of Christ. So that brings us to the I in NIL, the promised image of Christ. Now, in 1 John 3, 2, it says this, Beloved, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet appeared, but what we know, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. So two quick points here, two quick points. First of all, we need to clarify who is John talking about when he says when he appears, we shall be like him. Because if you look at this sentence from a grammatical standpoint, if I have any English teachers, our professors, our English majors in here, normally in this structure, it would mean that we were talking about God the Father. However, from a theological standpoint, we talk about seeing Jesus Christ the Son. Therefore, most scholars believe and agree that here, John is talking about us seeing Jesus Christ. And it's important to note that when the text says that we will be like Jesus, it's not saying that we're going to be little demigods. Like it's not saying we shall one day be demigods. That's not what this is saying. But what it is saying is this. And I'm going to put it in the words of Donald Burdick. He says this, quote, believers can never be equal to Christ since he is infinite and they are finite. But they can and will be similar to him in holiness and resurrected bodies. So in other words, when the Bible says that we'll be like Christ, we will be like Christ in holiness and resurrected bodies. But now, so so that's the first point. Second point, John used the words now and not yet. Those seem to be in contrast, and they are in contrast. One, because on the one hand, John wants to highlight the fact that we are children of God right now. Like, not will be, if you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, placed your trust and your faith in him, then you've confessed that, then you are a child of God right now, right? However, there is more to come, because the reason John says not yet is because there is more to come, for children of God, but it has not materialized yet and will not materialize until God is appointed time. Now, I hear some of you all saying, well, Sammy, what we will be is cool, but why do we need to know that? Like, why did you just highlight that? Here's why. Because in the world that we live in, when there are so many things coming at us, it is important for us to remember that as the old folks used to say, and Pastor Aiden probably remembers this, we are living to live again. We are living to live again. So what we do here in this earth, like, like this earth is not the be all end all. Making it to heaven and being on the other side is, what, is, is really what we're living for. Now, watch this. So we have NIL. God gives us his name, the promised image of Christ, and also his amazing love. But in true biblical fashion, John gives us a bonus and a warning, a bonus and a warning. So watch this, the bonus. Now let's go back to the NCAA NIL agreements. Because when college athletes get their NIL deals, they have hopes of making it to the professional leagues, right? So they don't just want the NIL deals in college, they want to go play pro. So, for example, Bryce Young, even though he has three point two million in NIL deals, watch this. Tom Brady in the NFL has fifty two million dollars in NIL deals. So Bryce Young is saying, hey, this three point two million that I have now is good. But I want to be like Tom Brady and get 
52 million in NIL deals in one year. So watch this. Because Bryce Young hopes to make it to the NFL and get more endorsement deals, he is all about making himself better. Because watch this, he is an elite quarterback in college and he will go in the first round draft. No doubt about that, right? But even though he's elite in college, he's gotta be better once he gets to the NFL. So watch this, just like Bryce Young has to be better in the NFL, what John is saying is because we have hope in Christ, our hope in Christ should cause us to strive to be more Christ-like and not be spiritually complacent. Because I would challenge you that if, I would say this, anybody who professes to be a follower of Christ but you are complacent and you're not striving to be more Christ-like, one of two things is true. Either you need to check your salvation because you really haven't had an encounter with Christ or you're a lazy Christian. See, y'all are real quiet. I just, look, I just stepped on somebody's toes and it is okay. But we have that hope. Hope in Christ should cause us to strive to be more Christ-like, not spiritually complacent, right? Now, let's drop down to the warning. Before I get to the warning, this, and being more Christ-like, again, that's a process of sanctification, sanctification. In 1 John 1 through 7, John tells us that it is the blood of Christ that cleanses the believer. So please don't hear me saying that we, that, that we can make ourselves um, earn salvation. That's not what John is saying. Because again, in 1 John 1, 7, he's clear that it's the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us. But then after we've cleansed, there's a process of becoming more Christ-like, Spending time in the word, spending time in prayer, spending time fellowshipping like you're doing now, being amongst your brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, and I know that we don't talk about the process of sanctification or purification much in the 21st century, but this concept or, or this principle is actually peppered all throughout Scripture. Example, Second Corinthians 7 1 says this, since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to the completion and fear of God. So the Bible teaches us, especially in the New Testament, that we need to be intentional on being more Christ-like. All right. And that's based on our hope in Christ. Now, let's get to the warning here. The warning. So, again, with NIL deals, when a student athlete signs a deal with one company, he or she cannot then go and sign another deal with a company who was a competitor of their original agreement. So, for instance, let's just say I were, you know, super athlete here on the golf team because I like golf. Right. And I got a deal with the Ford Motor Company. Well, if I got a deal with the Ford Motor Company, I cannot go across the street to the Chevy company and say, hey, give me an NIL deal because those are competing interests. Well, likewise, watch this. As Christians, we cannot be on God's team seeking God's affection, striving to be Christ-like 
while also seeking the affection and the approval of the world. Doesn't work that way. But I would submit to you that for whatever reason, and look, I know that this is not true of the members of covenant life here. So I'm not talking about y'all, I'm talking about other Christians, right? But there are Christians out there, believe it or not, who are seeking after the approval and the affection of the world. On the one hand is, God, I want to please you. I want to do right. Please help me. Help me. And over here, it's, hey, world, check me out. I'm fly just like you. Doesn't work that way. Either we are seeking Jesus or we're seeking the world, but we can't do both. And that's why in verse 1b, John writes this. It says, the reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. So we should not, watch this, we should not expect the world to congratulate and praise us for being followers of Jesus Christ because the world didn't even recognize or didn't even know Christ when he came. In fact, Jesus says it this way in John 15, 18 through 20 says this. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you were not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, then they will keep yours. So what is the Bible telling us here? Simple. It is not our job. It is not our objective to get the world to like us. That's not our job. Now, conversely, that doesn't mean that it's our job to get the world to hate us. So please don't hear me saying that. I'm not saying go get the world to hate you. That, that's not what I'm saying. But what it means is that we need to strive to please God. And as we strive to be pleasing in God's eyes, God will use us as conduits to reach lost souls in the world. Make sense? We strive to please God. In striving to please him, God uses us as conduits, our instruments to reach lost people in the world. All right. Now, when he says world, what does he mean? Right. So it's not necessarily talking about just the individual people. But here, this word is cosmos uh, translated. And it's the evil humanistic system that dominates the society around us and is hostile and, and in opposition to God. So it's our job to be lights in the cosmos, in the cosmos. So if we're trying to get people to like us in the cosmos, instead of just having God to be pleased with us, then we are sacrificing who we are in Christ and sacrificing our impact. Now, closing, I'm bringing my plane in for a landing. Here's the deal. With NIL deals in the NCAA, there are two ways to get an NIL deal. One be like Bryce Young or Olivia Dunn and be the best of the best. And then companies will come to you as an individual and just offer you an NIL deal. But the second way that you can get an NIL deal is be on a team that wins a lot. So, for instance, Texas A&M football team. Get this. Y'all, this research blew my mind. Texas A&M, the people on their team. So you have, I want to say, 50 football players on a football team in college. They average, get this. $85,000 per person on their team in NIL deals per year. So the people who play for Texas A&M, they're on a winning team. 
and they get eighty five thousand dollars on average per person. So watch this. As Christians, we will never be the best of the best. But Jesus Christ is. So it's our objective, again, to receive Christ as Lord and Savior. And we're on his team. And because we're on his team, we get God's NIL deal, which, again, we get God's name. We get the promised image of Jesus Christ. We get God's amazing love. And then we get hope in Christ that causes us to purify ourselves. And then we get the reality and the relief. And I say it's a relief because the world will never recognize us. Thus, we can focus on God and his mission for us. Let us pray. Most gracious God, thank you for who you are, for what you are. Thank you for the NIL deal that you have given to us, Lord. The only thing we have to do is submit to you, submit to your will and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And then we have your name. We have the the promised image of Christ. And we also have your amazing love, God. And so, Father, even as we've just spent this little time in your word, help us, Father, to strive to be pleasing to you. Help us, Lord, even as John tells us to 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 take our hope in Jesus Christ and use that to purify ourselves and sanctify ourselves, not so that we could be holier than thou, but so that we can continue to be more Christ-like and help us, Heavenly Father, to not seek after the affection of the world, but to strive to be pleasing to you, Abba, Father. We thank you, Lord, and bless you. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Uh, let's spend some time together uh, in prayers before we respond to uh, this, this next song. And also, uh, just close our service um, from uh, this point on. Um, a preacher named uh, Charles Spurgeon said, uh, The sun, S-U-N, uh, when it shines on uh, clay on the ground, uh, it can either uh, make the clay soft or it could harden the clay. Uh, and I think the image is really powerful in my mind because when it is applied to our hearts, um, it shows that whenever we encounter God's word, uh, it can sometimes either uh, harden our hearts uh, because of what we, um, you know, bring uh, uh, to God uh, and His word, uh, or because of uh, our attitude, because of our affection for Christ, uh, the, the word melts our hearts. So as we uh, strive to respond to his word right now um, my plea to you is that uh, we spend some time right now uh, asking God to uh, really melt our hearts um, thoroughly uh, so that uh, by the end of this service as we process together as a church the word that um, Pastor Sam just faithfully delivered, delivered to us uh, you know let us uh, really have God um, you know, melt our hearts and move our hearts and truly um, you know, that we become um, the children of God uh, who live in light of his word. So could we do that? Just pray for our own hearts right now uh, and then we'll um, respond further with the, the song. Uh, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for um, this opportunity that we have um, 
that we could come together、um, as your body and get to encounter your、uh, loving、uh, ray of sunshine through your word、uh, and get to receive your grace to become better as your followers.、Uh, God, we need you. We need a lot of healing in our hearts. In fact. Um, there are a lot of brokenness in our hearts that、uh, we are、uh, compelled to admit.、Uh, a lot of things that we cannot fix unless you help us,、uh, unless you change us.、Uh, but your Holy Spirit also compels us and gives us strength to do、um, the, the action of,、um, you know, stop doing that things that、uh, displease you. And things that destroy us, whatever addiction、um, that might be、uh, in our daily lives. So, Lord,、uh, help us. May your Holy Spirit fill our hearts right now and melt our hearts right now with your love and in the safety of your embrace. Help us to become、uh, your children who are ever growing in love. For you and for one another, and、uh, help us to love the world、uh, just the way you love us,、um, bringing out the the gospel to the people、uh, that we rub shoulders with every single day. Or、we'll、help us to grow as a church,、um, growing to、uh, serve one another,、um, you know, learning to forgive one another. And exemplifying what it looks like for us to、uh, truly apply your word in this community. Now, as we strive to have the word melt our hearts and、uh, live out what we just heard, live out what the Spirit is doing to us in our hearts right now. May the grace. Of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the love, the steadfast, pure,、uh, heartwarming love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with you all, now and forevermore. Amen.